Have you ever been gaming or working online classes and your internet service constantly gets interrupted? First Nations Fiber is about to ensure that just won't happen again. Get ready for high speed at a new level. Click on fnfiber.com and sign up today. First Nations Fiber, empowering people through connectivity. Derek, welcome back. It's been a while. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. Yourself? I'm doing great. How was your summer? You know what? It went by so fast and it was just a lot of work. I actually did a lot of work. My yeah. son was away, so I just decided to just kind of like focus on work in the gym and it's, uh, it's been busy. Right. And, and that's the way it goes, right? When, yeah. the, when your kid responsibilities are fewer, you can focus a little bit more of your attention on your other responsibilities and some of the other things you have going on. And that's, uh, that's, that's something productive to my mind. I mean, mm -hmm. I basically spent the summer doing the same thing. Big transitions in my life, all kinds of stuff happening, but not the least of which was work was insanely busy and continues to be busy. Plus with football season upon us, I'm coaching football five nights a week with two practices on Friday night. It's batshit crazy. So, And finding the time for yourself can be hard. There's no time for myself. That's a huge problem right now. And I'm starting to, it's starting to wear on me a little bit. And so that's actually a really, really great segue into our number one and main most timely topic for the week, and that is keeping your fitness routine going when transitions in your life happen, such as back to school time. So I've noticed maybe you have in the fitness industry as well, there are three or four big transition times in a year, first of which is back to school, second of which is the first snow of the year, third of which is January 1st, fourth of which is April, fifth of which is the end of June when school ends. That's right. That's right. And so people tend to fit their fitness routines into those segments. And sometimes it's hard to keep them during the non time segments. Like for instance, I lose people for the summer. I just do. I just, there's no way around it. They go to the cottage, they go away. They just, well, I'm not focusing on fitness. I'm focusing on uh, this other thing. And you know what, what I find, I find what happens as well is a lot of my clients are mothers. So when there's no school, the, the kids are at home, the young kids are at home, no daycare. So they try to, instead of coming in at seven in the morning, they're like, oh, well, do you have anything later on? So you try to accommodate those scheduling along with your current clients who might want to change scheduling for the summer and maybe come in earlier instead of being here at five when they're off school or off work or whatever. So it's a whole bunch of scheduling. And I even noticed myself giving away my spots to accommodate people, which is usually a no-no because we all need our mental health. We need our own physical fitness. And, and I know that you keep that time as sacrosanct for yourself. Yes. Yeah. But I've compensated with some people, changed around, and I'm trying to find time to work out. <laughs> I've done the same thing. Like yeah. I double up by like working out with my clients mm -hmm. frequently. Like today, this morning, for instance, I jumped in with my 10 o'clock client because I'm like, I just don't have time to get anything else done today. So I was in the gym seven, eight, nine, and 10 this morning. And I'll, you know, I got a couple later on this afternoon and that'll be my day. But right now I'm focusing on bringing back all of my clients into the fold, getting them scheduled and back on a routine that I'm comfortable with and that they're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. That's the hard part. What have you, what have you gleaned from having to, to try to keep clients on track during those transition times? You no, know, I, I gotta be honest. Most of my clients, except some of the, the mothers had to take time, they all kind of maintain their scheduling. And if, if not, if anything, my schedule got even more busier. Mm -hmm. Just maybe people are realizing in the summertime, like, hey, this isn't the way I want it to be this summer. I want to be in shape. Let me get to the gym and start now, start fresh. Or maybe some are realizing, hey, I'm on vacation. I'm not at school, depending on who they are. I'm, I got time to work out. Yeah, my schedule has been so busy. Like, I really don't have any opening spots anymore. Right. And that's, I'm running into the same problem mm -hmm. myself, where I have to put people, double them up or put them on a waiting list or tell them, like, look, I can see you on the weekend. Mm -hmm. That's the only time I can see you, but that's it. And then- yeah. 
it, that takes up my weekend and takes away time for myself. Exactly. And it feels so bad saying to people, sorry, I, I'll put you on the waiting list. And it, I've had to, I've had to say that a few times and I, I don't like saying that because I always want to train everybody. And that, that's what I did in the past, right. which was hard for you me. You don't want to let a dollar go running away. No, exactly. And before I used to just say, okay, we'll come in at six. I'll find a way to get here at six in the morning. I'll be here at nine at night. And that's what pretty much drove me to the ground. I was going to say, I'm like, that feels like a routine wherein you're just asking to crash after the end of three months of that kind of schedule, because yeah. that, that sounds to me like a schedule I have kept in the past. And oh, I've yeah. also crashed after. I've done that for eight years. And then I just stopped. And right. I and, and that's it. Like at a certain point, you reach a certain age where you're like, okay, I have enough money. I, I'm losing out by gaining this extra hour of clientele. Like I'm losing my personal time. I'm losing my mental health. I'm losing the little margins of life that make life a little bit more worth living. And so that makes it harder to leave space for our loved ones, for our relationships, for our whatever it is that yeah. else that is important to us. So I have found that over the summer, I have had to block out periods yeah, of time yeah, where really I'm like, I'm, I schedule, I'm like, Mark, and I put that down in the schedule and like, that's who's on the schedule. Yeah. And that's very important to do. Like once you've been in this game for a long time, like we have, you need to make, you know, your job is to make everybody, you know, fit, happy, healthy. But then we forget about ourselves. Sometimes we run on thin ice. Expending our energy on everybody else means we have less for ourselves and for our relationships. Exactly. And those are really important. We can't bring it's, 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 it's not healthy for us to bring, you know, bad moods home because we've spent all of our good mm -hmm. mood on our paying clients. Right. And that's something that I've had to learn as a person and as a man and as a, as a parent and as a partner. So, um, that has, that has resulted in me blocking off entire segments of days for Mark period point. No, I'm not taking clients. Why not? Cause that's blocked off for me. So I suppose we can, you know, he also ask the same of our clients. So we say, look, you need to block off time for you. You need to block off two hours a week where you're coming in here and you're looking after yourself where uh, maybe you weren't doing that before. So helping people set those boundaries in their own lives is also part of our job. So you'd think we'd be better at it than that, but yeah. it's tough. It really is tough. So we, um, we're, we're look, when this podcast comes out, uh, it's going to be right around the time uh, when elementary schools are back in school. Uh, I believe high schools are getting back on the 31st of August, if not the 1st of September here in town. Some are and some aren't. I know that CEGEPs across Quebec have already started classes this week. Um, my daughter's hockey season already started. They had a game on Sunday, if you can believe that. Where did our summer go? Uh, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. I remember thinking like six weeks ago, okay, this is, you know, there's lots of summer left, six weeks, yay, and then pff, gone, just gone. But that's how summers have gone as I've gotten older. It is because we don't, well, we know we did the whole Grammys. We did a few things, but it's not like at our age, we don't, kids are older. They don't really do that. We just stay home, swim, chill, enjoy each other's company. It's totally different than yeah. when we were younger. Yeah. My kids have stuff they got going on all summer, mm -hmm. social and otherwise. And so they are busy, busy. They would prefer to stay in Montreal than mm -hmm. to uh, go traveling. So they have expressed that on a number of occasions. <laughs> we want to stay here. Okay. Great. Well, see, my, my youngest son went to go visit his mom for the entire summer. He just got back last night. So I'm like, hey, buddy, you want to do something? He goes, you know what, dad, I've been traveling so much with mom. I just want to stay home. I want to play my video games, talk to my friends. I'm like, all right then. So we won't do anything for the next two weeks before school. Yeah, so school. just chill. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know that's, that's, that's hugely important for some kids. Like I know I, I'm coaching some kids in football who have no time for themselves. And so I told them, I'm like, oh, Coach Mark, uh, can we go train with you? I'm like, no, your job is to chill today. Mm. 
And so sometimes you just have to tell a kid, okay, they chill. They don't always know to do it themselves. So yep. that's the way it goes. Switching gears for a second. We were lucky here in Ganawage last week to be able to host Charity and Cameron West, who were a couple from British Columbia who are walking across Canada in support of missing and murdered indigenous people. Fantastic. And so he, they and I had a discussion about the physical demands of the walk across Canada and not the least of which was they complained that their rear muscle chains in their legs, their, so their glutes, their hamstrings, their, qua, uh, their, their calves and their plantar fascia were just brutalized. Having walked, you know, we're talking about they left Alberta in, on May 4th and they, they, they bedded down in Ganawage last week and they've been since gotten back on the road. And uh, they're going five, walking five kilometers at a time, then they change over and then they just do that all day long, 300 kilometers. It's crazy. It's so impressive. Such an amazing, amazing idea. And uh, it got me to thinking, what ways could we offer them if they were listening to our podcast? What ways could we offer them to help relieve some of those, those rear chain pains, some of that rear chain stress? So I thought, what a good way to come up with our top five rear chain exercises slash stretches to help alleviate some of the pain that they're feeling. That's actually a good question because a lot of times I, I always find the rear, the hamstrings and all that muscle, those are the least trained. By far. If you're a home trainee, you're squatting. You don't do anything really for the hamstrings. And, you know, if you have no weights at home, certain exercises are impossible. Impossible. Can't do a hamstring curl. No, I can't do that. I can't uh, do deadlifts. Deadlifts, no deadlifts because there's no weights. Yeah. So those are muscles that atrophy and they get very tight as we age. And if you're, if you're going out for a big power walk like they are and your muscles are tight, you are going to get back pain, uh, heel pain, um, everything. Yeah, you're going to get plantar fasciitis. You're going to get that pinch right under the middle of your foot. Mm -hmm. That is the trademark of plantar fasciitis. And I am very sympathetic to them because I'm, I, I love taking long walks and I too have had some of those problems. And all summer long, I've been plagued by sore glute because I've been attacking my legs this summer in an effort to get back and play touch football. And every time I do so, my hamstrings and my glutes and my lower back, frankly, end up sore and hurting and tender because they are the least trained part of my body. Because for years and years, I played football and I pounded a blocking sled. So we were pushing forward, pushing forward, pushing forward. No rear, no rear, no rear. So my quads, my calves, anterior tibialis, all overdeveloped glutes, not so much. You know, th this past three months, as I've been working out, trying to, you know, make some new records and whatnot, my, my, my squatting has suffered because of my back. And no matter what I do, if it's anything higher than six reps, you know, it's, it, God forbid I do 10 reps. I'm on the floor, my legs in the air, trying to loosen up my lower back muscles. And I've been trying to figure out what's causing it. And, um, I, I took out deadlifts for my routine. So I'm thinking maybe my glutes are getting weaker. I am. That is my thought because I've had that too. As soon as I put trap bar deadlifts back into my set, my glutes felt better. Really? A yeah. hundred times better. Like they, right now I can, I've been sitting for the better part of this podcast, Eric. I couldn't do that last week. Really, yeah. I couldn't sit any longer than half an hour. My butt hurt that much. So it was, I was overdoing it a little bit. Mm -hmm. still, so I've banged out some stretches and I figured out some stuff that have really helped me. So, um, if we want to make that our number one, deadlifts. Yep. They, they're the king of exercises for a very good reason. They stretch all of that stuff in the back, our lower back, our glutes, our hips. It is, it is hip mobility central down there. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it's one exercise that I took on my routine and that's when the problems are coming in. Only as we're, I'm talking to you now, I'm like, maybe that's exactly maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Even though I was doing glute bridging, 
which is another yeah, exercise it's, it's I love. good. It just doesn't that doesn't do anything for the hammies. No, it doesn't stretch it or it doesn't do anything. No. So I think that's the the, the and I, I love squats and I've just been getting really disappointed where I'll do a set and I gotta sit down for like five minutes and decide if I'm gonna continue or not. And that, usually I just and that's not fun. It's not when you're ready to go in there and like my back really. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's true because you're like when you go to lift, you feel energized, you feel good, but then you get into the lift and a body part is is providing you with sharp pain that is really unpleasant because it takes all of the muscle, all the focus on your muscle out of the lifting and it puts it squarely on the pain that you're feeling. Yep. And that is unpleasant. So that, let's make that number one. My number two for rear chain development is uh, something that you can do at home for your hamstrings that's tough, but otherwise can't. Um, elevated glute, elevated hip ball curls. So get your heels on a Swiss ball, get your ass up in the air, hands on the side for stability, and curl them in. Now, granted, it's not the load of a hamstring curl, which is obviously, to, to my mind, the number one way to you know attack those back of the legs. But um, if you don't have access to a hamstring curl machine or apparatus in your gym, because nobody, people often don't, that is a great way to get your hamstrings engaged and activated. So mm -hmm. that's, that's number two in my mind. Okay. I have a good one as well. Um, I, I just recently started doing it as I'm trying to build up my back again. There's an exercise, a hyperextension. Yes. Machine, but not many people are going to spend a thousand dollars on that for their home gyms. Right. So what I've been doing after doing some research is I'll put like a bar in my power rack, probably about hip level, a little bit lower, and I'll kind of secure my, my feet on the ground with dumbbells behind it. Yes. And I'll kind of like a deadlift, but I'm leaning over. Yeah. Focusing chin down, focusing on my glutes more than anything. Ah. And it takes away my back pain. It works the glutes. Yeah. And it's very, very similar to a, uh, a hyperextension machine right. without actually getting the machine. But mind you, you do have to pad up that bar because it cuts into your hips. So it's, it's, been, it's been doing a trick right now. So yeah. you do get the stretch. You, get, you do get the, uh, the, the lower back exercise, mm -hmm. the glutes all in one. If you don't have a heavy enough barbell to do deadlifts, it, right. it, it's a pinch. Right, right. And so scale of one to 10, if you don't, obviously, if you don't have a hyperextension uh, apparatus, that it makes it tough. But um, I've got a school of thought that's, that the friend of mine once told me, he said, every, for every spinal flexion you do, you should be doing an equal spinal extension. Yes, I think so. And I have to agree with that because especially the pressure that crunches and, and sit-ups and all that junk puts mm -hmm. on, your, uh, on your, your lower spinal cord, especially if you're not imprinting with your coccyx on the ground. That being said, people, when you're doing abdominal exercises, keep your tailbone on the ground. Yeah tailbone on the ground and what even helps as well is i got this trick from larry scott 1956 mr olympia nice he's like when you're doing any type of leg raises well probably you wouldn't want to do them you want to do like a reverse crunch or even a regular crunch he's like imagine pushing your 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 lower back your spine to the floor perfect by, by pelvic tilting right so it's flat yes and then when you do your toes to ceiling or reverse crunches the lower abs crunch lower abs engage did you ever notice if you do leg raises everybody puts their hips under or their hands under their hips yes your lower back arches he that's says right. get rid of that push it down and your that's legs right. may not go all the way down but you're you're getting still lower. getting it yeah. i've i've had that as well and i've noticed like when you, like, that was something i pulled out of a pilates class one time yeah. and they call it imprint okay. and you gotta really okay, work so that's what you meant by yeah you, you really gotta work to do it yeah and and i was like oh i'm imprinting now oh that's nice and you feel them, them you really do it. you can feel yeah. you're like holy hell <laughs> like i found that on the roman chair i made sure to imprint against the roman chair last week push straight back and imprint coccyx stays down pull up and i'm like this is working the heck out of my lower abs. It was great. So when you see people doing 30, 40 reps of hanging 
toasted bar, you're like, you got to stop, especially the hanging toasted bar. They're just swinging. And it looks ridiculous. It, like, they're just swinging. Yeah. Like I don't call any type of workouts down. Maybe they just have to get a certain number to win. But I'm like, if you want to develop the abs properly, yeah, you don't need to do all that stuff. <laughs> I love the idea of doing exercise for competition. Love it. Don't love the idea of doing, of racing through a bunch of those. Like mm -hmm. I've seen people do it. It does not end well. I know I had a client, I'll just briefly brush this up. We were doing box jumps. We never do box jumps, never, but she saw on the board, somebody was doing box jumps and it said she did 20 in, in a minute, whatever the number was, I don't know. And she was doing it. And then she's like, oh, I'm at, I'm at 18. I can do two more. I can do two more. I said, you're almost done. You don't just go easy. One, two, boom. She hit her shins on the, on the box. It was a brand new box, stiff corners. Oh, ripped the heck out of her shins, I bet. It was so bad. Even the girl that was with me, she's a nurse. Oh, Derek, yeah, look at this. I'm like, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to look at that. No. no. And I, 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 I patched it up. She went to the hospital, but I'm like, you don't have to rush through it. No, slower is better. Yeah. And there's many different options. So many. That. And I, I tell people, I'm like, if I have, cli like, I have clients who sometimes really do race through the exercise, mm -hmm. they're like, I just want to get this out. I'm like. Because they want to get done. Yeah. I'm like, that won't. <laughs> That it's time under tension, man. It's not, yep. it's not how fast you do the reps that will do nothing for you. I'm like, just, you know, it's like Schwarzenegger used to say, you know, make sure you feel every inch of the muscle fiber when you're working the muscle. So you, you're yep. completely in tune with your muscles and he, there he's onto something there. Because when I, when I'm doing that, like yesterday I was working lats. I really was just concentrated on feeling all the muscles in the lats, all the attachment points. And I was like, I was blown away with how mindful my workout was oh yeah like when you're just repping up and you're doing your whatever chin-ups and you don't feel the muscle everything's getting tired but like, like in the last four months that's, that's my new workout I'll go really slow i might not be able to get as many reps i might have to use a bad one during sure. pull-ups i remember lying in bed one time and i turned and i never felt a cramp like this from the top of the lap all the way well, to one lap but yeah. all the way from the top all the way to the bottom it cramped yeah. up i'm like oh my god oh I, my god i feel like it's crunching up as i'm stretching i'm like oh man so it just shows to me that i worked it good on the one hand, on the one hand, nobody likes a cramp. On the other hand, nope. that's a great feeling, <laughs> yep. isn't it? That's yep. a great feeling. You're like, oh, every muscle's working there. Yeah. All right. That's a great one. So I'm going to go with number four. I'm going to actually say my favorite rear chain exercise is standing hamstring curls. There are three ways of doing them. You can be seated, you can be standing, or you can be lying on your tummy in a little bit of a convex position. Uh, Monster Gym, where I see my clients, has all three. I always tell my clients to get in the standing hamstring curl. What the reason for that being? Seated hamstring curl doesn't do anything for you. There's almost no benefit, none. And the lying hamstring curl puts an undue amount of stress on the lower back, especially mm -hmm. on older people over 50. And especially the way some people do them by lifting your hips, bouncing back. Like you're going to tear a hamstring something. <laughs> I, I saw one of my old football coaches at the gym doing that. He was bringing his tummy up off the ground with each one. I'm like, coach, coach, I'm concerned you're going to hurt yourself like that. He's like, well, I've been doing it for 40 years like this, so I'm going to keep doing it. I'm like, yeah, doesn't all right. make it right either. Like, all, all right. right. I'm like, you doing it for 40 years doesn't make it right. And you having never injured yourself, well, that's just lucky. Yeah, because sometimes we look at the old past bodybuilders and how they did it. And they didn't have all these technology that we do now. They just did it. And most of them just were genetically enhanced every single way possible. So they are going to build the muscle, you know? So it's kind of like... I actually think that bodybuilders on the gear, it, it feels lazy to me. It feels like a shortcut. Because I'm like, I see those guys in the gym and they don't train half as hard as I do. Not even close. And I'm like, you're 25, so great. Your, your body's super efficient and you're on the gear. So, you know, you're getting your blood work done and all the rest of it. But like, I lift more weight than you do. Isn't that the point? Isn't that the point? 
But see, I, a lot of these people that are young that go in that route, because it seems like everybody from Instagram to you name it are all Ugh. jacked. And I'm like, they even have this thing called the Trend Brothers. I'm like, they must be 19, 20 years old. And, you know, they're trying to give advice on working out. And okay, yeah, they're bigger than me, so I'm not going to say anything. But I'm kind of like, those are proper exercise that you're doing. You know, you're swinging the barbell. Okay, it works for you. But, but you're on the gear, so of course exactly. it works for you. But it's so hard to kind of argue with it because, okay, you're big and jacked. Okay, I'm going slow and smooth. Or slow and yeah, yeah slow control, and steady, sure. And your and your arms are bigger than me, so I'm doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. So do I need to kind of swing my weights like him? Yeah, you know, no. So the an the answer like is of course no. Mm -hmm. And just because someone's big popcorn muscles are inflated on Instagram doesn't mean they know what they're talking about. In fact, I watch some. I, I really enjoy pulling up these Facebook videos of these of the weightlifting tips from 20 year olds who have never done any weightlifting in their lives, and if they have, they've been doing it for six months. And now they're giving advice on the internet. It's mm -hmm. my favorite. So I watched a guy literally go do this and don't do that and do this and don't do that and do this and don't do that. And I'm like, you are the, okay, you don't do this when you do do that. And you, and I'm like, this is all the opposite. There's so much misinformation out there. It really, it, it feels like, remember the old days uh, in the nineties when like talk shows used to be like the old social media where they talk about these different workout programs and these different trendy things and these different things. Now that's social media and the talk shows are, are history. It's so, true. And so Instagram is Sally, Jesse, Raphael. But there's this one video I saw. I, I'm hoping you saw it because it's hilarious. It goes, training in the 80s. Yeah, Rocky, running up the mountains. Yeah. You got uh, picking boulders up and throwing yep. things, slowing uh, sledgehammers. And then it says, uh, uh, working out in 2023, there's uh, a guy doing the bird dog on the floor. He's doing <laughs> one arm lateral Raises. cable flies or something. Oh, yeah, that you don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, pick up a hammer, start swinging it. Yeah, get seriously. Big. And I think it came down to hard work. Because all these, these I'll use these because I don't like these kids called the Trend Brothers. They're mm -hmm. out there doing stupid foo-foo exercises that only would work if you're enhanced. And yep. it's like giving, you know, work hard. Work you know? hard. And you feel, you feel that more should be proud. the message. Exactly. That should be the message. Work your ass off in the gym. Like there's no greater, no greater achievement in my mind than going into the gym, having a killer workout and walking out still intact going, I made that happen. Exactly. And the, the results are so much more meaningful. A thousand percent thousand percent number five i'm going to throw it to you my brother yeah, this one I, I i'm not quite sure the name I'm, i didn't make it up definitely but i've been doing it in my gym because again i don't have a lot of machines um i call it like a, a you're lying on two benches yes. your shoulders are on one bench your feet are on the other bench yes and if you can you put a weight on your on your hips yeah and you're doing kind of like a straight leg glute yes bridge. yes so it's almost like like another day lift it's like a, like a reverse v exactly yes and you're doing that and that and you, as you dig your heels into the ground, you're working your calves, uh, you're working your hamstrings, yep. your lower back, your glutes, and it's a non-impact exercise. It really is total non-impact yeah. exercise. There's no, no, no point of contact with the ground. No. And when I was doing the first time, it was kind of boring at first, but until you get to your 12, 15th rep, and you, of course you're going slow, you're not humping the air. You're well, sure. Yourself, feeling the contraction at the top. And uh, what, I, do you, what do you use for the dumbbell? What's your, what's uh, your weight? I put a plate. Like plate? I put 45. 45? Like I do the 25, 35, 45, but I don't do anything more than that because it's not like a, for me, it's not a, a power strength. Mm -hmm. actually, like a glute thrust. No, I, I ask because I'm going to go and try it okay, this afternoon. Yeah, try 25 yeah. and just get the feel for it. And you're yeah. like, wow. Okay. My you know, legs are straight. It's really good exercise. That's a really cool idea. I hadn't thought of it, but as soon as you said it, I'm like, that makes so much sense. I don't know why I haven't tried it already. And what I always do with that, for some reason, it just feels natural for me to do like a crunch exercise afterwards. Anytime I do a lower back exercise, I feel like I need to go the other way. Right. Do the reverse. Yeah. And I feel the same way. Even like when, when I'm, I'm doing, yeah, chest, yeah. you want to do a row. 
sometimes I'll mix them up just to get that. Yeah, I like to every so every Sunday is my push pull day. So I'll do one push, one pull, one push, one pull. And I like to alternate that because like it's different muscle groups, right? And so you're like, ah, you can move quickly between sets. You're not you don't have to sit around too long, stand around too long. Yeah. It works really, really and well. I find it helps your cardio because while you're doing the other exercise, your chest is resting for a minute or two. Then you do your pull-ups, rest a minute or two. So you're getting that rest that you need, but your body's still moving. So it gives you a little bit of cardio. Very often I ask my clients to do that type of uh, activity in a circuit. Mm -hmm. And I often tell them, I want, often, I always tell them, I want you to start the next exercise before you are emotionally prepared to do so. Mm -hmm. That will keep your heart rate where it is. When you're tired, your body says, no, I don't want to. Just go ahead. Even though your body's saying no, go ahead and pick up the weight and start doing it because your muscles will adjust. Your heart rate will adjust. And because we're not resting quite so much, I ask my clients to lift like 75% of their maxes or 60% or what have you. But I, I call the concept metabolic resistance because it keeps your metabolic rate very, very high and gives you a great resistance workout anyway. MRT. That's what I used to call my training, metabolic resistance training. Well, there you go. Yeah. Wow. And it's funny that you said this because I'm at a crossroads right now. I know we're getting off topic, but. Wow. So the topic is fitness, my brother. I'm at the crossroads because for the last four months, I decided to try do a new training. I think I was here before. I was saying, yeah, I'm eating yeah, so yeah, much Yeah, you mentioned food. that you were, you were cutting like crazy. No, I was eating so much food. I was getting lean, but I was building the yeah. same time, taking a long rest, three minute rest between yes. sets, one to two heavy sets. So I put on a lot of muscle, a lot of weight because I've never trained like this before. But now at this point, walking around, it's not because of my weight. It's because my cardio suffered. Right. Now I I have a hard, hard time breathing. Like right now I feel winded just from talking, talking or coming <laughs> up these stairs. Yep. So I'm like, I think this is a time where I either need to go back to my mm -hmm. old style routine where I am doing exactly what you said, work out, do the other exercise, very minimal rest until like, you don't want to be completed rest, but the no. program I was on, he's like, you're set, rest three minutes. Do the next one. So you're co completely recovered after each exercise. Which great, like yeah, I got a lot of recovery, a lot of strength gains. I'm stronger than I've have been in a long right, time. Right, you're pushing numbers at that point with three minutes rest. Yeah, oh, sure, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It'll be like, wow, I can do more reps. This isn't normal. Yeah, because usually I did the every minute on the minute or every two minutes. I timed everything, so I'm in and out within 40 minutes. So as uh, today, I'm coming up with my program. I'm like, oh, I should go back to the old school. But I know I'm gonna be freaking winded. <laughs> so I'm like, what do I do, right? But uh, yeah, it's it's funny that you brought that up. I'm at that crossroads where I think I just need to go back to the old ways for a bit. Perfect. Well, but and, working that cardio, and and that it, it maybe might be the very best message that we can tell any of our listeners is that constant reevaluation of your fitness routine, constant consideration of what you're getting done in the gym, constant you know vigilance on mm -hmm. what you're doing is going to make it the maximum possible best routine you can absolutely come up with. Yeah, you got to figure out what your end goal is. If your end goal is just size at all costs, then you know your cardio is going to suffer. Your fat might might increase, but at the end. Are you happy with that or you want to have a combination? Like, it, I think I think what's important is that you feel great. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most important thing of all. And on that note, we're going to say thank you, Derek DeLille. It's been a pleasure as always, the CEO of Total Fitness right here in Gunawage. Derek, thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, this has been Meatheads. My name is Mark Lalonde. I appreciate you all listening. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to Meatheads. And please, please check out our other podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or Google, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out the front page and the beating table.